to the Data Skeptic bonus feed, where we release extended content on data science, statistics, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. 6. Contrary views on the main question. We may now consider the ground to have been cleared, and we are ready to proceed to the debate on our question, Can Machines Think?, and the variant of it quoted at the end of the last section. We cannot altogether abandon the original form of the problem, for opinions will differ as to the appropriateness of the substitution, and we must at least listen to what has to be said in this connection. It will simplify matters for the reader if I explain first my own beliefs in the matter. Consider first the more accurate form of the question. I believe that in about 50 years' time it will be possible to program computers, with a storage capacity of about 10 to the 9, to make them play the imitation game so well that the average interrogator will not have more than 70% chance of making the right identification after five minutes of questioning. The original question, can machines think, I believe to be too meaningless to deserve discussion. Nevertheless, I believe that at the end of the century, the use of words and general educated opinion will have altered so much that one will be able to speak of machines thinking without expecting to be contradicted. I believe further that no useful purpose is served by concealing these beliefs. The popular view that the scientists proceed inexorably from well-established fact to well-established fact, never being influenced by any unproven conjecture, is quite mistaken. Provided it is made clear which are proved facts and which are conjectures, no harm can result. Conjectures are of great importance since they suggest useful lines of research. I now proceed to consider opinions opposed to my own. Opposing opinion number one. The Theological Objection Thinking is a function of man's immortal soul. God has given an immortal soul to every man and woman, but not to any other animal or to machines. Hence, no animal or machine can think. I am unable to accept any part of this, but will attempt to reply in theological terms. I should find the argument more convincing if animals were classed with men, for there is a greater difference to my mind between the typical animate and the inanimate than there is between man and the other animals. The arbitrary character of the orthodox view becomes clearer if we consider how it might appear to a member of some other religious community. How do Christians regard the Muslim view that women have no souls? But let us leave this point aside and return to the main argument. It appears to me that the argument quoted above implies a serious restriction on the omnipotence of the Almighty. It is admitted that there are certain things that he cannot do, such as making one equal to two. But should we not believe that he has freedom to confer a soul on an elephant, if he see fit? We might expect that he would only exercise this power in conjunction with the mutation which provided the elephant with an approximately improved brain to minister to the needs of this soul. An argument of exactly similar form may be made for the causes of machines. It may seem different, but it is no more difficult to swallow. But this really only means that we think it would be less likely that he would consider the circumstances suitable for conferring a soul. The circumstances in question are discussed in the rest of this reading. In attempting to construct such machines, we should not be irreverently usurping his power of creating souls any more than we are in the procreation of children. Rather, we are, in either case, instruments of his will providing mansions for the souls that he creates. However, this is mere speculation. I am not very impressed with the theological arguments, whatever they may be used to support. Such arguments have often been found unsatisfactory in the past. In the time of Galileo, it was argued that the texts, And the sun stood still, and hastened not to go down about a whole day, from Joshua chapter 13, and He laid the foundations of the earth, that it should not move at any time, Psalms 5, 
were an adequate refutation of the Copernican theory. With our present knowledge, such an argument appears futile. When that knowledge was not available, it made a quite different impression. Data Skeptic is a listener-supported program. To support the show, visit dataskeptic.com and click on the membership tab.